Welcome to the Shay's Lounge. You have found Cricket. And this is Vaughn. And I actually remembered to announce who we are at the beginning of the of the show instead of waiting for 20 minutes, so that's a good thing. <laughs> so we're off to a better start. Yeah. And you can hear rustling in the background and all kinds of, like, the dogs running past the, the table and, and the children getting food out because we're recording this on a Sunday because uh, Saturday we were busy. And, and as soon as we started... Everybody got up. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I apologize for all the background noise. There's, yeah, you can clearly hear the sodas being opened in the background at 10 o'clock in the morning. You don't need soda at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to start drinking soda at 8 in the morning. At least. You're two hours late. What's wrong with you, child? <laughs> so, we apologize for the um, dog steps, uh, foot footprints, whatever, and children. What, are you taking the soda from the child? No, I was just going to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so we've had kind of a, a full week, I guess. I got some good news at my job this week, which was pretty cool. And we've, yeah. talked, we've talked a little bit about what I do. I work in the car rental industry. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who I work for, but I do rent cars for a living. And um, I actually got promoted this week. Which is pretty cool. So I am moving to a different location, which is going to be a drive every day. And um, but I'm going to be getting more hours. I'm going to be getting more pay. I'm going to be getting bonuses based off my job, which is pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a good little step for you. I'm I'm, pr I'm very proud of you, babe. Yeah, and uh, it, it's going to be neat because this is going to. Um, like springboard me into the next step because the branch that I'm going to is not the best branch in the world. So if I can turn it around, it'll look really good for promotional, um, for my promotions here in the future. And I really think it's got a lot of potential. So um, I really think I can turn it around. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. So, so tell them what we did yesterday. We finally got to go hunting after our failed attempt last weekend. Yes. <laughs> We did. And it worked this time. Yeah, everything worked out. We got down there. We were kind of worried about not getting out there in time, but we did. What you were worried about not getting out there in time, I knew we had plenty of time. Whatever. <laughs> so we got up there to the land. We got in the deer stands. Oh, and tell them what made uh, getting to the deer stands a whole lot easier this year. Oh, the four-wheeler. The four-wheeler. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> we got a four-wheeler. So excited. It made it. It's made life so much easier. Oh my gosh! I just can't even begin to describe how much easier it was with that thing. Because on on the land, there's a there's a, a like a trail that goes down through the middle of it that you can get a truck down, but it's overgrown. Um, so unfortunately, Vaughn's truck has um, it's got scratches down the side of it where the where the branches have scratched it. And it's all stuff that'll buff out. You know, whatever. I mean, it's not bad, but but they're still down the side of the truck. And I didn't like driving the truck down there. Um, just because it was messing up the paint and it just, you know, it's just, I didn't like doing it. Um, but we talked about it um, this last week and I didn't realize, because I've wanted a four-wheeler forever. I didn't realize Vaughn also wanted a four-wheeler as much as I wanted a four-wheeler. <laughs> so we went and bought a four-wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Because what started it all is uh, when me and one of the kids went up to the land to... Uh, put out deer cord the feeders yeah i had uh passed by a couple of places and one of them i actually slowed down and he was telling me the story i was telling her this is last weekend i told her i said i was i mean i had my blinker on and everything <laughs> and i'm like in my in my thought in my head i was sitting there thinking would she kick me out or divorce me or just be really pissed off if I brought a four-wheeler home. <laughs> because if I could get it down to just being pissed off without telling her, eh, something she can get over. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like weighing his options last week, trying to figure out just exactly how mad I would be if he got a four-wheeler. How well, close to death would I be? <laughs> unbeknownst to him, but nounced to me, I would not have been mad at all had he gone and bought a four-wheeler. So... He was telling me the story, and I was like, well, let's go get one, because I didn't know. I had no idea he wanted one. So then we went down to the store, 
And the first one that we looked at was a little pricey. Yeah. Um, it was a little out of our price range, and uh, the financing was just not not good. Uh, went to the bank. Financing was not great there because they give you fewer months at a bank, so um, it, the prices end up being, you know, and interest rate was not great. Anyway, there was a, there was a bunch of different things there, but we went to another location. I guess Tuesday. Tuesday. And um, the financing worked out. The monthly payment worked out. The interest rate worked out. Um, money down worked out. I mean, the whole thing was just, it just like all came together. And, and we're talking, to, we got a brand new four-wheeler. Yeah, like, it was still in the box. It was still in the shipping crate when we got it. And like whenever we cranked it up, before when I went back to pick it up the next day, after they finished putting it together, I mean, the hour meter on there was zero. Yeah. It had zero hours on it. Brand, it never been, I mean, they, it was literally still in the box. They had to put it together for us. Yeah. We've never bought anything that was out of the box. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but we got that. We got it home. I got it home. And we have a little storage shed that I was keeping it, going to keep it in. And so I, I pulled it off in there and closed the doors and everything. And when the kiddos got home from school, I met them outside. And I'm like, all right, I've been talking for weeks about cleaning this little shed up. I'm not doing it by myself. We're going to do it right now. <laughs> And like right now, but I, my my friends on this, my friends on that. I, said, I don't care. Let's go. We're doing it right now. So I walked them over there, and they made them put their stuff down. And they opened up the the gate, the door, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> can we even go ride?" So we so we I rode them around the yard, and then I let them drive it around the yard slowly in slowly. low gear. Yeah, uh, low gear only. And then we started taking them, got permission from the neighbors to ride on their land across the street. So we kind of taking them in and out through there. So they, they like they got home from school every day. Can we ride the forward? Can we ride the forward? Can we ride the forward? I was like, yes, come on. <laughs> I, I took them down into the woods, which was fun because there's a pipeline back there um, that we didn't know existed until we went on a ride down there. Right. And uh, it's, it's clear that people have been taking their four-wheelers and their dirt bikes down these paths. So, you know, we just followed the paths and went out into the woods and you know um there's a ethanol pipeline down there and we were driving down the pipeline and um little creeks and stuff that we can go across and i mean we took the kids across them i mean it was it was great it, it's been so much fun just a few days since we since we got the four-wheeler um how much fun we've been having with it so i'm really glad we got it i'm glad we got it just because of the events that happened yesterday so let's go into the events that happened yesterday so we get out to the land about what two thirty? Uh, yeah, about two fifteen or so. About two fifteen, we get the four wheeler out of the back of the truck. We load it down with like the seats for our deer because the deer stands they have removable seats, so you don't leave them out in the weather so that they don't rot, uh, which is really nice. So that, um, if anybody sneaks out there and tries to hunt off our stands, they're either sitting on the floor part of it or they're gonna have a pipe up their butt trying to sit on the pipe. Right, so nobody can steal our stands. Um, so we get out there, we set everything up, we set a, a ground blind up for our son underneath my stand so he could be out there with me. Because he decided he wanted to go with he us. He decided he wanted to go. And, um, and he so, was freaked out because he thought of being on the ground, he was afraid that if we shot something it was going to charge at him and try to kill him. Yeah, he thought he was going to get eaten by a panther. It was actually very, very cute. Or if we shot a deer, then the deer was going to... Like charge him and run over the deer right. stand. Yeah. So, um, my deer stand is about, what, 50 yards from the feeder? Maybe a little, maybe, maybe 60 or 70 yards from the feeder. Um, it, it's, it's a little ways. Uh, not too far for a shot. Too far for bow hunting, uh, but, but just about right for uh, hunting with a rifle. Um, because you can see out there without having to use your scope all the time, which is nice. So, we got me set up. And then uh, Vaughn took the four-wheeler on down to his stand, got everything, his stand up. And we were in the stands for an hour and a half. Maybe. Maybe an hour and a half. Hadn't seen a thing. Um, our son had been texting us, I'm bored. <laughs> when are we going to see some deer? I hear footprints. Why can't we see anything? You know what I mean? Just because you can hear the, the, the uh, leaves falling behind you, you know, and it kind of sounds like footprints and stuff rustling through the, through the woods and everything back behind you. And um, so anyway, we were out there for about an hour and a half, and I just happened to look up 
and there's a deer out there by the stand eating the corn. And I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, it had come out of the woods and it was a perfect broadside to me. I mean, absolutely perfect broadside. And I texted uh, my son and I was like, okay, cover your ears. Put my phone down, pulled my gun up, got a real quick sight picture. And as I was getting the sight picture right behind, like in center mass or whatever, she pulls her head up and looks at me. And I went, oh crap, and pulled the trigger. <laughs> And it took her a half a second to, to like react to it, and then she jumped and took off back to the left. And I get a text message two or three minutes later. Hey, was that you? And I was like, Yes, Vaughn, that was me. You might as well come on down because I just got one. And I got a message from our son that says, We got one. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. And I so was, his first hunting trip he's ever gone on, he got to witness. The harvesting of a deer, which is really that's cool. Right. That's really cool. And uh, so Vaughn came down, and I, and I was explaining to our son, you know, we need to sit here and wait because she probably ran out of the woods. She's probably wounded. We don't want her to get scared and keep running. So we're going to let her, you know. Because Daddy don't want to be tracking a deer through two miles of woods. Exactly. So we were going to let her get settled and, and um, you know, do what she was going to do. And uh, then we were going to go find her. So um, Vaughn comes back with four-wheeler. We go, I, I show him exactly where I where I shot her, and then we look to the left in the woods, and she was 10 yards away. Well, you're like, well, when I shot her, she ran this way. I said, that way? She said, yeah. I said, okay, well, we're going to look. Ah, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to brag on myself, because that was a perfect shot. I got her right through the heart and lungs, and just, I mean, she almost immediately dropped. Almost immediately. It was, it was, it was a good... You know, I don't believe in hunting just to hunt. We hunt to put food on the table, and you want to make sure you get a good kill because you don't that, want them to suffer. And that's why I was I was always kind of weary about letting you hunt with that such a small caliber. Because I was using an AR-15 223. Right. Because the smaller the caliber you have, the the less room for error your shots have. Right. Um. If you the have bigger a bigger caliber, you got it's going to do more damage. Mm -hmm. But she shot this thing with a 223, and if she would have walked up and drew an X on that deer with a with a marker and said, "I want my bullet to go right here for the best shot," that's where her bullet hit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was textbook perfect shot. But honestly, I'm I'm insanely accurate with that 223. We've already proven that. Because right. I drew a smiley face on a monster can at 50 yards with that thing. Um, that is my gun. I know how to shoot that gun. Um, but yeah, and then we... Oh my... And I just got to brag on the four-wheeler again because we put the deer on the front of the four-wheeler instead of dragging it back to the truck. Right. Oh, that was so nice. Oh, that was so drag nice. It, had to drag it 10 yards out of the woods. Threw it on the front four-wheeler and said, all right, I'll be right back. Drove it down to the truck, threw it in the back of the truck, went back, and we packed up. I mean, we left the house, went out, hunt, got everything set up, hunted. She shot her deer, got everything packed back up, back in the truck, and then left. And that whole trip took about five hours, five yeah. and a half, six hours. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and she's not a she was not a big deer, um, but she was big enough. We got some good back straps off of her. Um, I've got pictures of me um, butchering the deer um, on the front porch. <laughs> we hung it from the. We well, it's, not, the it's not the front porch. porch. We were in the carport. Was, yeah, it was in the carport. Uh, but we got a tarp up underneath, and you know, and of of course we were doing. I, I was doing so well, and you know butchering the deer like I was supposed to and not hitting anything that I didn't need to hit and, and, and getting the meat off like you're supposed to. And as I went to pull off one of the back straps, I guess the bullet had fractured or something when it hit a rib because there was a hole. <laughs> it just, like we had managed to keep this entire carcass intact and not get bloody blood everywhere until I hit this one spot. It just like went all over me. It was, it was disgusting. I looked like I'd murdered somebody. It was crazy. We've got pictures of it. I've got like blood all the way up to my elbows. 
So that was our day yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <coughs> kid, one of the kids walked outside. Well, one of the kids wouldn't even come outside. Yeah. He was, like, he, was like, he was like, I don't want to see a dead deer. <laughs> well, it's funny because that one, too, I actually sent a text and said, hey, Mom got a deer. <laughs> he was like, so does that mean that we got to eat stuff with deer meat in it later? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what that means. So yes, that's what that means. <laughs> And she, he was like, well, I don't like the deer meat. I was like, well, I'm not going to force you to eat something you don't like. It's fine because, you know, if you don't eat any, it's great because that just means it's more for me. Exactly. Yay. Yay. And, of course, uh, the price of hunting on family land is to make sure that my, my mom has deer meat in her freezer as well. So I texted her almost immediately. I was like, so you still like deer meat, right? And she's like, of course I do. And I was like, well, get to, get the freezer ready. Because uh, that is the price of admission over there. And uh, um, so we're going to, we've got deer meat in our freezer, or we will have deer meat in our freezer because uh, Vaughn's going to process it, what, tomorrow? Depends uh, on how well it bleeds out in the cooler. Yeah, I'll have to check it. I mean, you got to let that stuff bleed out because if you don't, ugh, it's not good. Yeah. Well, we processed deer at the house here before, so, yeah. you know, and you did a really good job last Usually year. Usually wait for it to bleed out for at least a, a day or two, so yeah. maybe I'll check it tomorrow. I think probably Tuesday. But more than likely, it'll be Tuesday when I when yeah. I do it, but uh, luckily the weather has cooled off, so we won't have to replace the ice as much. That's true. And uh, weirdly enough, even though that cooler is a piece of crap, it does keep things cold. Yeah. Well, but, it's only a piece of crap because the hinge broke. Both hinges broke. Yeah. Both hinges are off of it now. Well, that's an old cooler, though. It's a very old... Because you had that cooler when we got married. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a very old cooler. But... <clears throat> so we... I, I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of that cooler, <laughs> to say the least. And let me tell you, this one trip, as far as I'm concerned, paid for the four-wheeler. Because knowing how many deer we've had to drag out of the woods just on foot... That four-wheeler, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, didn't get to go last year, but the year before last, I mean, I shot a really big doe. Mm -hmm. And me and another guy, it took us a while to drag that thing out, but mm -hmm. it was big. It was probably a 150-pound doe that you killed big old doe. Year, the other year. <coughs> hey, 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 stop it. The dogs are fighting. I apologize for the they're background fighting, noise. They're playing. Well, whatever they're doing. You're they're being dumb is what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're being dumb dumb. You want to come up here and get on the podcast with us? All right. Say hi. Say roof. Say roof. He's just licking your face. Make him stop. It's gross. He didn't lick my face. He looks... No, he's, he gives me kisses. He, he was trying to lick your face. If you, if you get the other one, he definitely will lick your face, though. The little black one? Yeah. I'm not going to let the little black one eat lick my face because I watched him eating half of a dead rat the other day. <laughs> I come home from work and there was this massive dead rat in the driveway. I mean, like a huge, like a wood rat. Oh my gosh, like the cat? You yeah. Think the cat got it? And then when I went out later, Tiny was walking around with the, the, the ass end of this rat in his mouth with the tail <laughs> hanging out. I'm like, oh, that's gross. We call this dog Tiny Dog because he's a Chewini and he's the smallest out of the dogs. His actual name is Dallas, but he wouldn't come to Dallas. He he. When you call him Tiny Dog, he comes around. He knows that's that. What he knows that's what we call him. So our our pet has a nickname, <laughs> and he, it's the only one he answers to. Yeah. He's looking at me now because I said Tiny Dog, and What's he's like, "What? <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy?" All of our dogs have D names. We have Dante, and Drax, and Devo, and Ditto, and Dallas. That's a lot of D names to remember. And we tend to go down a list when we're trying to call a, a specific dog. We just go down the list. Stop. You're supposed to be talking on the... Don't make me talk the whole hour. You well, know, I could. Apparently, it, you like the sound of your voice, so you like to talk. Well, I'm trying not to let there be dead air on the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's well, I'm a, just still thinking about how excited I am about this four-wheeler. I mean, <laughs> it just it's just amazing on how much easier it made that trip yesterday. Yeah, because instead of having to lug everything all the way to your deer stand on foot, and then all the way back to my deer stand on foot, you know that would have taken us that would have taken us an hour just to get set up. Yeah. But with the four wheeler, it took us what ten minutes? Maybe. 
Yeah. It was, it was quick. It was great. It was. It did kind of freak the kiddo out though, because he was whenever I picked the deer up, threw it on the floor, all the blood started coming out. And it's yeah, like, oh, you're getting the blood all over the floor, and it's on the handle that I got to touch when I get on. <laughs> I'm like, it's just blood. It'll be fine. It's fine. I thought I was going to have to wash it off, but, you know, Mother Nature helped me out, and it rained pretty good last night, and I left the foil in the back of the truck, so the, so the rain washed all the blood off. That's it right. Nice. It was not intentional. We fully intended to get the pressure washer out. Yeah, don't yawn. You're making me yawn. You yawn first. <laughs> it's your fault. But we fully intended to get the pressure washer out and wash the four-wheeler off, but we ended up not needing to. Yep. It was kind of nice. But anyway, here in a few days, we'll have some deer meat in the freezer, which will be nice. Yeah. I do like and me do some backstrap back steaks and... The rest of it's probably going to be hamburger. Yeah, I'll make the rest of it in hamburger meat. Yeah. So what else are we going to talk about? Because uh, I've said my piece this We're week. going to be switching our TV services over soon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a couple of days. We're going to get rid of our satellite TV because it's costing <clears> too much. So um, we have a unified <clears throat> a unified bill with DirecTV and um, AT&T. So our phone bill and our um, cable bill is all wrapped into one. And I was having to pay. I'm not going to tell you how much I was paying for cable. Because <laughs> too much. Too much for cable. And I just started looking around the other day because I knew that YouTube TV had live TV. And I started checking their, their channels. And then I checked Hulu Live, and it's, I mean, don't you agree that it's got all the channels that we watch? I do believe so. I mean, it's not like we watch that many different channels. There's, you know, as long as I can get my 90-day fiancé and he can get his wrestling, we're happy. <laughs> and, you know, it's got the news stations that we've been watching, because... And this, this has cracked me up more than anything during this election cycle because Vaughn does not watch the news. He does not watch the news. And during this, probably the last month, he has watched more Fox News and well, more MSNBC than he weeks. has in his entire life. Well, it's inter- I watch it for the entertainment value. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all they are. They're not news stations. They're entertainment stations. They've said so in court. Because these guys... Some of them guys, and I listen to it when I'm at work, driving around at night, too. Uh-huh. Some of them guys on late at night are effing insane. Yeah. Tucker Carlson, um, Sean Hannity, Jesse Waters. Okay, I didn't know what his first name was. I knew yeah. the Waters guy. He was... Mark Levin. Those guys are all nuts. Now, I don't know his name, <laughs> but I need to find it out. You already know where I'm going with this because I saw the light bulb come on in your face. We were I was watching uh, Fox News yesterday, and the lady Erin Perrine, is her name? Erin Perrine came on as a guest or whatever, and she starts talking and she starts spilling out the same old stuff. And the guy was just, I mean, to not exaggerate, he went, ah, yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. We, yeah. we, we know blah, all blah, that. Blah, 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 blah. We know all that. <laughs> We're not, I'm not letting you talk about that. And he just, he was not putting up with her crap. Every time she started trying to do some stupid, try to talk stupid. And it, it was hilarious watching this because he was giving her hell. I'm trying to find this guy. And she was even like, ah, I'm Aaron Perrine. I work for the president. And then he was like, well, we know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but she was trying to give this line of everything in the election is wrong and we're going to go to court and get all this stuff thrown out because all the votes that were cast against Trump are illegal. That's, that was her implication. She never yes. came out and said those words, but that was what she was implying. And the guy was trying to ask her, okay, so you're going to court in all these states, in these five contested states or, or whatever. So you're going to court. What do you want to happen? And, and that was all he asked her. And she, she kept, kept saying there were 700,000 votes that were counted. There were 700,000 votes that were counted. And he's like, so are you, are you wanting to uh, the courts to say, okay, we're going to assume that these seven hundred thousand votes were all for Biden, so you're just going to pull seven hundred thousand away from him? How, what do you? Well, that's not for me to. That's for the the, the court to decide. 
And, and that's what she kept saying. Well, that's not for me to decide. That's what the court... Did. And he kept pushing her on the issue. Like, no, what do you want to happen with these... I'm asking you... If you're you, taking it to court, you, you are looking for a... If you're taking something to court, you are looking for an end result. And, and she... <laughs> like, she never would tell him... Um, exactly what she intended to happen. And she like kept getting all, well, I keep trying to answer your question and you keep interrupting me. And he says, that's because you're not giving good information. <laughs> but he, I mean, he like kept pushing her and kept pushing her and kept pushing her. It was so funny because I have never seen a Fox News personality actually hold anybody from the administration accountable like this guy did. It was great. Well, except for the guy that cut that lady off when she was spewing her lies and crap and he was like you know I cannot good in good faith continue to let y'all watch this because if she comes out with some real truth and facts then we'll go back to her and just cut her off TV <laughs> let me see if I can find her it's not Dana Perrine what was her name? Erin Perrine Erin Perrine Perrine Fox News there we go Okay, so... And while you're looking that up, just to sit there, you know, to go about my conspiracy theory that I had last week uh -huh. about the flags. Uh, Leland Viterte okay. is his name. Leland Viterte was was the, the Fox News uh, personality that was giving her so much hell. And it, oh, my. Like, he just kept laughing at her. Yeah. And she's like, you can be snarky all you want. And he, he was just, he was, like, he open mouth just at, at the open mouth shock at what she was saying because it was so stupid. But anyway, go ahead. No, all the rally that was going on yesterday in mm -hmm. Washington. Mm -hmm. All I gotta say is that looking at those videos of everything, most of those Trump flags were blue. Yep, most of those <laughs> Trump flags were blue. I think you're right about this conspiracy theory. I really do. No, I think I, it's, it's a funny. it's a Democratic troll. Who has gotten all these people? Because it, it doesn't make sense that the flags would be blue. All the hats are red. Why wouldn't all the flags be red too? That's beautiful. That's just that's one of the most beautiful conspiracy theories. <laughs> and last week, one of my friends, she was like, "I listened to the podcast." She said, "She said I cracked up so hard at that conspiracy theory because it's, <laughs> she said I hadn't thought of that." <laughs> But now that you think about it, you start looking around. Most of those, Most flags, of those flags that you see blue. for Trump are blue. <laughs> or they're white with blue lettering. Yep. Like almost none of them are red, which is weird. So maybe that's what lost Trump the election. But uh, speaking, speaking of uh, Fox News was told, the anchors were told not to refer to him as president-elect. They pretty much just gave that up after the first day and started uh, started referring to Biden as uh, president-elect and have pretty much just said, you know, this is over, guys, because at this point, every one of Trump's real lawyers has quit. And the only person he has overseeing the election, quote-unquote, fraud, the allegations, is Rudy Giuliani who is the man who booked the Four Seasons landscaping <laughs> for his press conference. So this is clearly not a man who knows what the hell is going on. You know, So and he's over making sure that there was no fraud in the election. I mean... I, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just goofy to me. But I'm tired of talking about politics. Let's talk about something else. Because we have a new president, or we will have a new president January the 20th. Trump is out, Biden is in, and there's nothing they can do about that. Uh, even if it gets to the Supreme Court, there's nothing that can get them to the Supreme Court because everything keeps getting thrown out of court, and you can't appeal a ruling that never happens. So you can't appeal it up the chain if you didn't get a, get a ruling because it was thrown out for being specious. And all of Trump's lawyers are quitting because they're risking their law licenses even going to court with this stuff. You Which, said you were talking about politics. I know. I'm done talking about politics. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <coughs> well, we got holidays coming up soon. We do have the holidays. And I will say, in my opinion, we should not have Christmas crap up before Thanksgiving. I actually changed my mind on that this year. 
Well, yeah, with the lights, if you're like, you know what, screw it, this is 2020, we've had ten and a half months of crappy... It's been chaos. Yeah. Chaos this year. So celebrate Just... the way you want, but that's fine, but Christmas tree is where I draw the line. <laughs> if you want to start putting up Christmas decorations, have at it. The but Christmas the Christmas tree. tree will not go up until Thanksgiving afternoon at the earliest. I can agree with that. We need to figure out where we're going to put our Christmas tree this year because we've got uh, the rat cage is where we normally put it. So uh, we're either going to have to move the rat cage and put the, the Christmas tree there or uh, put the Christmas tree somewhere else. Maybe we could get rid of that because it's never been used. Right. That'd we be could, a good spot we could sell that and we could put the tree there. Huh. That would work. Why do you keep coming over here for attention? The dog is back. This is Devo. No, it's not. It's Ditto. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Ditto? Aww. I thought I saw Devo over there. No, that's your dog. Ditto's my dog. I know. He keeps coming over here to me. I don't know why. Because he knows who the real nice person is. <gasps> La Gasp. La Gasp. <laughs> oh, I saw a really thing. I mean, look, look. You, you got access to internet right there, right? I do, yes. You'll hear the clicking, so I apologize. Okay, look up uh, British Airways Flight 5390. It's already in here, yeah. In 1990. Oh, the guy that got sucked out. The pilot, the window came out. The window fell off the front. The pilot got sucked out halfway, like his, and the co there was a co-pilot and somebody else that was holding on to this dude's legs. Can you imagine? While the rest of, like, from his knees out, he was on the outside of this freaking plane. And they were holding him on. And the other co-pilot ended up being able to make an emergency landing. And this dude made a full recovery. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Uh, I no. Mean, I, I, I may have been a full recovery, but they were going to have to wash that plane because there would have been poop all <laughs> down the top of that sucker. You needed to wear your brown pants that day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's see. Um, British Airways Flight 5390 was a flight from Birmingham Airport in England for Malaga Airport in Spain that suffered an explosive decompression with no loss of life shortly after takeoff June 10th, 1990. Unbelievable. But the pilot was sucked out. They've got pictures from the outside of this plane of this dude just like... Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like I saw that. on the plane. Just coming out the window. Yeah. I can't believe that they caught him. That, like, like whoever was, was thinking Somebody that quickly was and grabbed his thinking. legs. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't think you'd ever get me back in a plane. No, hell no. <laughs> you'd never get me back in a plane. No motorized... I'll, I'll ride nope. my bicycle. I'll walk. I'm good. I'm going to be there. All right. It's... I'll be there in six months, but I'm I'm, I'm riding my freaking bicycle to help y'all. And there was um there was one instance in um 2013 or 14, I think, um where um two people got sucked out of a plane or fell out of a plane and got run over on the runway. Um. Yeah. But you know, I, you hear you hear about it, we, plane tragedies and stuff like that. Statistically speaking, it's the safest way to travel. The only reason people freak out about going up in planes is because when people die, like everybody dies, well, all at once. Well, is that yeah? There's statistically speaking, <laughs> it's safer to fly on a plane. But statistically speaking, I'm more likely to survive a car wreck than, than I a plane am crash. A plane wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So, little of this, little of that. I can't afford the plane ticket, so it's moot anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> except for except for those, uh, there, there's some airline out there that's got like $10 plane tickets, but I'm not sure if I'd want to go on a $10 plane. Yeah, there's a reason that plane ticket's cheap. Right. I mean, Spirit Airways, or Spirit Airlines gets you all the crap. You look like they're playing on Major League with the <laughs> pilots out there in between, and they're stop-off fueling <laughs> these... Uh, <laughs> duct taping the the propeller back together. <laughs> what Ron White say? He was on a plane. It was the size of a pack of gum. <laughs> yeah. The pilot was out on the tarmac trying to start the plane, start the propeller by just. <laughs> duck was coming out behind him. Pilot sticks his head out the window. Go around. Go around. Go around. <laughs> 
And one of the engine fails. How long? How, and the, the guy was asking, "How far do you think this plane will get us?" How, how far will that other engine get us? All the way, All the way to the scene of the, of the crash. crash. <laughs> Which is a good thing too, because that's exactly where we're going. I bet you we beat the paramedics there by at least a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably copyright infringement that we're talking about. I know, but we gave him credit. We're not. <laughs> we taking did get. It. That's true. It, it is his. It is his. It's his joke, and it's really funny. <clears throat> we're just not that funny, so we steal other people's jokes. Yeah. It's okay. Um, oh, did you know this is the first time in 40 years in a quarter that Disneyland has reported a loss? Really? Well, COVID. I mean, of yeah. course they're going to report a loss. That's That's, that's the not first shocking. time in 40 years. It's pretty that's crazy. Not, yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised. I mean, I guess they had to open back up because otherwise they're never going to open back up. But I was actually surprised that they did open back up because that's... Disneyland is not a need. It's not like your local grocery store that you got to go. You know, Disneyland is purely... Being the grocery store, you saw that Walmart is going back to limiting how many people they're allowed in at one time. They're Good. Counting, and they're counting customers again. Good. They need to. Because... Uh, I wish they could actually enforce the whole no mask law. Oh, I do too. But people are so they don't want their they don't want their cashiers and people at the door. They don't want to get want them getting shot. Yeah. Because these people are so upset about being told to care about other people that they're willing to shoot you so that they don't have to care about you. Yeah. Um, there was some woman. Um, I need to look up the story. Um, but she got told to wear a mask. And jumped up and stabbed the woman who told her 27 times. Yeah. Do you know how dedicated you have to be to stab somebody repeatedly 27 times? Well, that's like the one that was at a dollar store or something. They actually had a security guard. Or some store at the front door. Would not let anybody in without a mask. Right. Uh, this lady tried to come in. He wouldn't let her in. She threw a walleye fit and left. Came back with her boyfriend later, and they shot and killed the dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for disrespecting his woman. I mean, come on, just wear the frickin' mask. And if you don't want to wear the mask, stay at fucking home. Yeah, exactly. And problem it, solved. Problem solved. This should this should not be. I just you know that what they need to do. They just need to have COVID stores. Yeah, if you if you want to catch COVID, go to the Walmart down the street, not this Walmart. We've got this store over here set up. Nobody in there is wearing a mask. Go over there to get your stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Um, oh, talk about Parlor, this thing that's going on. Oh, the, but real, the, real quick, I'll, I'll, talk, oh. I'll talk about Parlor here in just a second, but I, I wanted to talk about the fact that um, a lot of people don't see retail workers as people because... Um, somebody made the suggestion that we should open up Walmart for certain time periods so that people who didn't want to wear a mask didn't have to wear a mask, which goes to show you that those people who wanted to do that don't view the retail workers as people. They do have it set up for those people. It's called online freaking ordering, curbside pickup. I, I agree, but, but, but you understand what I'm saying. These people wanted to go into Walmart and shop maskless. But they're putting every single one of those retail workers at risk because they don't consider them to be people. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's a huge thing in the retail industry and in the customer service industry. We're not considered to be people at all. You can treat us any which way as long as you're getting your your needs met. Who gives a crap about the people meeting those needs, you know? And it's just... It's irritating because in my job... I have to bend over backwards to make sure that everybody who leaves leaves happy, regardless of what that means for my branch, regardless of what that means for my bottom lines, my numbers, my, you know, anything else. I have to make sure that even if you say, I'm so pissed, I want this for free, guess what? You know, I got to do my best. And just. You got to deal with their insecurities. Yeah, and I got to deal with people thinking that they're more important than than anybody else. And and I'm sorry, you're just people are not more important than other people. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but okay, so we're going to talk about parlor. Um now 
Parler, uh, P-A-L-E-R, not P-A-L-O-R, because these people can't spell. Um, also, I think it has a double meaning. I'm going to look this up. Um, Parler it's double a, meaning. Is it like a new upcoming social media thing? Um, yes, it's up and coming. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like an alternative to Facebook and Twitter. Um, but it's more designed... Well, their intentions is to have... Their intention is to have a place that they can go, a safe space, if you will, so yeah. that they can say whatever they want to say without Facebook or Going. Twitter uh, censoring them. Going to their happy place. Yes. Um, so this is a safe space for people who feel like there should be no rules. Um, societal rules. You know, be nice to your to your fellow man. Don't cuss at them. Don't, you know, just don't, don't be a dick to people. Um, but if you go over to Parlor, um, you feel that Twitter is being unfair to people like you, so therefore you want to be able to say what you want to say without consequences. Um, what that has turned into is a bunch of conservatives who were unhappy about the Trump election going over to Parler and talking about how much they want to kill liberals. Um, well, it's like the one uh, post that I read that somebody put on there. Uh, what was it saying? Something about how... Shoot, I, wonder, I should have looked this up before. They said they wanted to kill... If, if every conservative out there would get their gun and kill two liberals, then we could bring the country back. We could bring the world back into a perfect utopia. Perfect conservative utopia. Uh, but he was, le he was legitimately serious about getting his gun and going and killing two Democrats. And all of his friends, all of his conservative friends, needed to get their guns and go kill two conservative Democrats because then everybody that disagreed with them would be dead and everybody who was still alive wouldn't care that those other people were dead. And that is the kind of stuff that you find over on Parler. So if you would like to go to Parler because you feel like conservative, uh, you feel like uh, Facebook and Twitter are being mean to you, just know that you are in the company of those kind of people. Yeah. And if there are two Nazis sitting at a table and ten other people who are not Nazis also sitting at that table, then you have a table with twelve Nazis. That's all I'm saying. Well... You don't have a table with 12 Nazis. You have a table with two Nazis and 10 people that are okay with them, the other two being Nazis. Yeah. So that's what Parler is. It's the Nazis and the people who pretend to not know that these other people are Nazis. Um, disagree with people. It's fine. Uh, the world was built on disagreements. The world was built on people having different points of view. Um, but you know what? If your point of view is harmful to somebody else. You need to rethink it. Um, if your point of view is harmful actively to someone else... Um, okay, so there, there's a thing called the tolerance paradox. Where if you tolerate intolerable speech, it leads to more intolerance. Okay? I understand that people want to say, let us be tolerant to other viewpoints. And that's fine to a point. But there has to be a line drawn in the sand somewhere where a viewpoint that actively tries to go after someone that they disagree with, like these people on Parler saying they want to kill Democrats and kill liberals, that cannot be tolerated because it foments hatred, it foments violence, and it leads to more intolerance because those viewpoints eventually take over and then you no longer have a tolerant society. So you can, in a tolerant society, you can tolerate things up to a point, but you have to draw a line somewhere. Well, because that kind of your, your, mic is, your mic is off. That's the kind of stuff that incites stuff, though, because... You know there's other people that are out there that think in the same way this guy does. Yeah. But didn't want to say it. Yeah. 
And then when someone finally says it, they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree, let's go. I knew there was somebody else out there like that, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And, and oh. it's, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm going to change the subject, but go ahead. No, go, go, go. Go for it. We talked about how, I know what you just said about we're getting off politics. Yeah. But there's one thing with politics I have to talk about because this is freaking hilarious. Let's just say everything is political in some way, so it's okay. I just don't I just don't want to talk about Trump all the time. Oh, I know. All right, so I'm just going to read this little article. Okay. And I credit this to uh, Cardboard because he sent this to me yesterday. Okay. A Republican congressional candidate from Illinois who lost his race to the incumbent Democrat showed up at the United States Capitol on Friday to attend new member orientation. (laughs) And, uh, let's see, he said that he was What? Dead air. I'm trying to put it this into words. So this race has been an uphill battle to say the least. His opponent has enjoyed a tremendous financial advantage having outspent me 4-1. to one, But despite all the money she spent, we still prevailed. And that's the, the loser saying that. The guy that lost. Yeah. Showed up, gave an acceptance speech for the win... And he, he lost by, like, a lot, didn't he? Like, there's no recount happening in his Yeah, there's, there, I don't think there's a recount. It doesn't say how close it was. Uh, but he showed up after losing. And like, yay, I won. I'm here. He's just like, I do not accept your results. I substitute your reality, and I substitute my own. That's, it. That's literally what he was saying. I reject your reality, and I substitute my own. It, pretty much, yeah. He just, <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff. I just, I'm like, oh like, what my is happening? Gosh, what is happening? We've got a a, a former president who refuses to accept a, a a a free and fair election that he was not able to steal. That he was not because he he did a whole bunch of stuff trying to sway the election in his favor and still lost. And just refuses to accept it. And like then, all the dead people that voted for the other guy. Yeah, two, what, like two dead people. Well. <laughs> but those people ended up being alive. Tucker Carlson had to like on air apologize <laughs> to this little old lady that he claimed was a dead guy that voted. She's like, uh, I'm not a guy and I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Tucker Carlson is a vile little worm. Ugh. He's awful. But he's been awful. And I and I honestly, I can't figure out if Tucker um, truly believes the crap that he spews every night or if he's doing it because he's getting a paycheck. And um, that's actually, um, that's a fight I have with myself every time I watch those guys because I can't quite tell if they're being serious or not. It's almost like it's a really good con. That they don't believe that crap. They're just saying it because somebody's paying them to say it. But then again, it's like watching wrestling back in the 90s. Back in the 80s and the 90s. Okay, you remember when kayfabe was, was huge and you never broke kayfabe? Yeah, you couldn't break kayfabe. Couldn't break kayfabe. Because you'd get kicked out, right? And Hulk Hogan almost went to jail because uh, who was the wrestler he was with? I, I don't know what his character's name was at the time, but it was Ming. Ming. He went as Ming. M E N G is a long time. M E N G. This guy his, that his acted like he never spoke. Couldn't because his character didn't speak English. His character didn't speak English. He only spoke Samoan. So, so Ming and Hulk Hogan were in a car together, and they got pulled over. Hulk Hogan had a pistol in the glove box and told the cop that he had the pistol or the cop found the pistol or something anyway but Hulk Hogan had a permit for it and needed Ming to back him up that he had a permit for this legal pistol and Ming refused to speak 
And Hulk Hogan almost went to jail over that because Ming did not break kayfabe because you didn't break it. Nobody needed to know anything about your character because you were that character. And, that's, and this dude spoke like, he was, he's like fluent like, 12 languages or yeah, some weird I, crap like that. And he's super languages. smart and, yeah. But these guys on Fox News and, like, people like Rush Limbaugh and even to a certain degree people on MSNBC. The I pundits, think they're playing characters. I think they're, I, I think they're playing characters and I think they're not breaking kayfabe. Because some of these on MSNBC that I've listened to and some of these people that I've listened to on Fox are just, they're batshit crazy. And, and, and some of the stuff that they're saying is easily disprovable lies. I mean, it's not like it's, oh, well, it could be one way or it could be it. No, these are straight up, like, like the sky is purple kind of stuff. You know, like, obvious, there's no way this is true and there's no way you believe this is true. Please tell me you do not believe this is true. You cannot be this stupid. You know, and they... they and, and I say that as somebody who used to listen to these people all the time. From 1992 until 2010, I listened to Rush Limbaugh every day. I listened to Mark Levin every day. I listened to Glenn Beck, every, well, every day that I could. You know, all these guys. And I bought it. I bought into the crap so hard. But it took until like 2010 for... That to start like, like I had I had I finally had some friends around me who were kind of like, you you really believe that crap? Because let me show you why maybe what they're saying is not true. And I had never been exposed to any of that before. And it took somebody grabbing me by the hand and saying, "No, look over here. You're missing this." Your views were a straight product of the way you were raised. My views were a straight product of the way I was raised, yes. Um, and speaking of the way I was raised, um, I just got Vaughn to watch a couple of episodes of Welcome to Plathville with me, which is about this family that lives in southern Georgia. They're the Plath family. Um, they have nine kids. I think so. Nine kids. Um, all of them are, like, super blonde. They look like this Aryan experiment. It's really freaky weird. But... They're all homeschooled. They live on this farm. They don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. The kids don't eat sugar. They don't have sodas. They don't listen to music. They don't have TVs or cell phones or any of this stuff. And it's very similar to how I was raised. I wasn't raised on a farm, like you know, like as, as deep in the woods as they are. Um, but it, it was like freaking me out. And there's a couple of the kids that have completely bought into this lifestyle. And that's fine. If that's something that you want to do, that's that's a valid choice for you. And then there's some kids that are doing their best to get out from under that lifestyle because it doesn't agree with their personalities, you know, and they're like, this is not the way the world is, and, you know, uh, you know. And it just... You've got to be able to get yourself out of the bubble of where you were raised, whether you were raised in a liberal household or whether you were raised in a conservative household because not everybody is like you. And you need to be willing to listen to other people to expand your worldview because otherwise you are going to be a stunted human. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I'm, ta- I'm, I'm on a soapbox here. No, it's fine. But it's, it's like I was just saying. You can't just live your life a certain way for the rest of your life because someone told you to. Yeah. And, and what what kind you of life... you got to be smart enough to look up stuff and research stuff on your own. And know get how your, to tell good from bad. Get your own opinions, but get your opinions, come up to your opinions on your own and not because someone led you that way. And, and it's, it's fine as a parent to teach your child... Things that you think are correct. I think it's perfectly fine to do that. But I think along with that, you need to teach your children how to figure things out on their own. Because if you spoon feed a child until the time they are adults, they're not going to know how to do anything. And they're going to be lost when you're not with them anymore. Yeah. Because parents want to control the lives of their children and, and, and this, this welcome to Plathville thing, you know, the parents are so invested in controlling their children because they want the children to be a certain way. Um, those kids are not always going to be at home. 
Those kids are not always going to be under your thumb. And they're going to be their own people whether you want them to be or not. You, you teach them what you feel is right and wrong and all this kind of stuff, but you also have to teach them to be prepared for the real world once they get out there. Right. I mean, look at that one kid from that show that got married. Oh. I mean. Completely clueless. He was taking a video and about the first time he ate a Pop-Tart. Yeah. He kept the can from the very first Coke he ever drank. Has the date written on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's... The woman he's married to is... She's such a beautiful woman, and, and she's got such a good spirit, and, and she's just... She was homeschooled, conservative, and everything, but still more liberal than the Plath family. And started she... Started giggling when he saw the bra in the store. Started giggling when he <laughs> saw the bra in the store, and, and he... You know, she is taking him by the hand and leading him out of this this bubble that he was in. And he's just... It, it, she is basically married to a 13-year-old boy that has lived in a basement his entire life. Yeah. Uh, he is emotionally stunted. Completely emotionally stunted. And I think she's kind of having fun teaching him new things because she, like, takes video of him, you know, taking his first sip of wine and taking his first sip of his margarita and, you know... Um, you know, eating his first Pop-Tart. And, you know, the day he was married, his mother had the sex talk with him. He said a couple of hours. A couple of hours before he and was he, married. What, what, did she, what did he say? She told him, there's two holes down there. Make sure you hit the right one. Yes. <laughs> I thought oh I was going to die. And he told this story. He was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. It was so cute, and I feel so bad for him because you know he he's gotten deprived of so much stuff, but now he's getting to see it. Yeah. You know they have Wi-Fi at their house. He and his wife do, and so their siblings come over from their house to his house so that they can enjoy the Wi-Fi because that's not something they've ever had before, and it's causing consternation with the parents. Because they're like, why do why do the older kids want to keep going over to their brother's house? Why don't they want to stay here? Say, like, well, mom and dad, your house kind of sucks a little bit because there's nothing fun to do here. Let them get out into the world. It's okay. Because if you don't, like I said, if you don't get them prepared for that kind of stuff, as soon as they get a taste of it, if you made it seem a certain way so much, when they finally get out there... It's going to be one of two things. They're either going to say, oh my gosh, this is horrible. i got to get away from it. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to dive in head first. Yeah. Or, there's not going to be an in-between. Yeah. Or there's, there's, there's going to be a third option. If you don't prepare your children for the world as it is, not as you want it to be. If you don't prepare them for what's out there, the world will eat them. Yeah. And that's a terrible thing to happen. And when a kid who is raised in a sheltered environment gets out into the world and sees that the world is not what their parents taught them that it was, it leads to a lot of mental anguish in that kid. Or it can, depending on the kid's personality. And one of these kids, Mariah, I think her name is Mariah, she's going through that right now. Her, her parents described her as, quote, wired differently than the other kids. <sighs> that pissed me off when they said that. Yeah. That pissed me off. They are othering that child. And she knows that they view her as different. She knows it. And that, more than anything, is going to push her away from her family. Once she gets out of that house, she'll never come back home. No, she's going to be a stripper somewhere. Yeah, because they have spent her life making sure that she knew that she was different than everybody else. And that that was bad. And that's, you know... She ended up hooked on Adderall and shit like that. Yeah. Well, I mean... I was the different one in my family. And look at what that's led to. You know? Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's smiling right now. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was made... It was made clear to me when I was growing up that I was the different one. You know, I, I wasn't... You know, my brother and sister played with each other. They didn't play with me as much. And even my brother has even admitted that. He said, by the time you were ready to play, I was done playing, you know, with the, with the little ones. Because there's like 12 years of difference, so, so he was like much older than us. And 
you know, my parents, without meaning to, made sure that, that I knew that I was different. And they were trying to say you're unique, but it came out as you're not the same as us. And that was, shoot, guys, uh, you know, I, I ended up needing somebody to help me get through that. <laughs> I still need somebody to help me get through that. No shame in it. We'll talk about it one day. But, um, but yeah, uh, so make sure that you don't lie to your kids about the world. Don't tell them it's all bad. Don't tell them it's all good. You know, give them the good and the bad. And, and if you want to shelter your kids while they're little, great. But make sure you're not sheltering them to the point that when they do get out there in the world, they go nuts. Um, you know, just be smart with it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just think about the, the, the Adderall and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, guys so, said, man, I... I learned that if if you're on Adderall and you and you drive a Ford Fiesta, you can never leave it in the car. Why? Because then your Ford Fiesta becomes a Ford Focus. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's a dad joke. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. All right. Somehow. There's one that you can't really make fun of because suicide's a horrible thing. But mm-hmm. the guy said he called a suicide hotline in Iraq just mm-hmm. to see what it was. Mm-hmm. He said they got all excited and asked him if he knew how to drive a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to hell for that one. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, I didn't tell you. I, back on the four-wheeler thing, too, did I tell you I got in trouble for the four-wheeler? No. Yeah. My Xbox buddies told me I need to get my priorities straight. Oh. They were talking about the new Xbox that come out. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I spent my Xbox money on a four-wheeler. Yeah, you did. And they're like, you need to get your priorities straight. <laughs> 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 well, shout out to the Xbox buddies. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get an Xbox before too long. Once they figure out how to keep it from catching on fire. That was not real. That was it people. It was actually, not smoking. It was vaping. It was people were no. They were actually people blowing vape smoke in the Xbox. Oh, into the okay. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Because they actually put out a thing, like a little PSA. Yeah. Said we feel horrible for even having to say this, but don't blow vape smoke in your new Xbox series. <laughs> it's not good for it. Because they actually was vaping. It was okay. people throwing. Because okay. I was asking about that, and they were. I got corrected. So okay, well, good. So that's good to know. All right, but, we're at- but my buddy's having problems with his. He's having to go back to his Xbox One. Really? Because he something about with the way the games, the the cloud games transfer over. Because mm-hmm. like war, like the Modern Warfare War Zone is free to play. Right. But you have to play pay for to have the story mode and the multiplayer. Uh huh. He can only get onto Warzone. On the new X series, mm-hmm. and he even tried logging into a son's account, and it still would do the same thing. And so he's still fiddling with that, trying to figure out. Cause like right now, they're supposed to be able to transfer games over, but it's not working exactly correct. So right, it's good to wait a little while, it'll work out the bugs, and I'll worry about getting one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we we generally do that anyway. Yeah. So we don't want to ever get the first one that comes out because there's always something wrong with it. Well, that's like the same thing too with games. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of these games that come out, I'll sit there and I'm going to wait and see how many of my friends online play the game when it first comes out. Mm-hmm. Give it a week or two and see how many of them are still playing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been a few games I didn't wait for. Black Ops, we didn't wait. We didn't wait for most of the Call of Duty games. I haven't waited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, did definitely did not wait for Borderlands Three the mm-hmm. day it came out. Mm-hmm. And so, well, we're at a minute four. So I mean, an hour four. You always say that. I always say a minute four. It's it's an hour four. Um, so we need to go ahead and wrap it up. But okay. um, I have enjoyed talking with you this week. I think we had a decent podcast once we finally got going. Yeah. Good weekend. Looking forward to getting out to that deer stand again next weekend. Hey, yeah, maybe you can get a deer this time. Yeah. And I actually feel a whole lot better if you go out there by yourself because you've got the four wheeler. Yeah. So I know that you can you can get everything in and out by yourself as opposed to me going out there with you. Yeah. And um, I don't have to worry about you being eaten by a panther because you'll be on the four wheeler. You can outrun it. So it'll be okay. I don't know. He may look at me and go, mm, meals on wheels. <laughs> 
All right, we're calling. Who called for delivery? <laughs> <laughs> it's Grubhub out in the woods. Um, okay, so we're gonna call it. Uh, All we right. will see you guys next week. You, you, are you gonna say bye? To our, you, you usually say something else, and I say bye. Well, you say bye. Okay, bye. And we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> bye.